Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Equipment Talk from iRay. And uh, we have a special guest back on today, and it's Troy Henry from Brad Software. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about, you know, the auction industry, because we're in the auction industry, of course, and how they've perceived it. Actually, Troy, uh, you took a trip down to the National Auctioneers uh, Convention. Yeah, I went to the IAC, the International Auctioneer Convention. International, all right, sorry. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's where they come from all over the world, huh? Yes, sir. Um, some from England, some from South America. They're from all over Canada. Wow, nice. And so uh, when you were there to kind of, the, you're doing a show on on software or, you're, I mean, as far as what were you doing when you went down there to uh, uh, to the event? What what did you try to, I guess, get across and what were you, what were you kind of doing, I guess? Why don't you talk to a little bit about that? Well, I went out there to showcase uh, Brad software and to let the auction public of auctioneers know what what our set of availabilities and capabilities are um give them a comparison uh this was the first one that i've gone to with so many bidding platforms that how many bidding kind of, platforms are down there i i couldn't give an honest answer only because i, I lost Is there one comment. two three four five six four, seven fourteen to fourteen fourteen to eighteen something like that wow they must have come all over the world with them huh uh they came from all over yeah i saw Remember one from Canada. There was some from the south. They were from all over, and they, it was a combination of um, they were doing the benefit. Oh, towards benefit auction at that, at that okay. time too. So there was benefit bidding platforms too. Oh, nice. I suppose that um, now would auctioneers own that platform, or would the associations and the benefits own them platforms? Um, I believe that they tried to characterize them more or uh, cater them more to the the benefits, the foundations themselves. Oh, the, so so the business um, that was handling the foundations would rent the platforms or own the platforms. Um, I suppose more often than not, they probably rent them. Okay, so they're renting the platforms, and and uh, and as far as the perception on how these platforms work, I mean, we've had a lot of platforms that we have had here with iRay, and um, and we find that you know that uh, the programmers program them more towards the programmers programming, of course, and not that they don't work, and you can't utilize them, but we could never buy one; we always had to rent it, and um, you know, and that was a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of put your everything into the other person's hands that you're renting it from, right? It's like, you know, your phone, your phone never goes glitch, does it? <laughs> you know, and and then you get updates as well. Well, right. And there was, um, yeah, there we, no, nobody's there to sell except for that's, I was there to sell and I wasn't very well received by the others because it's, it's what others you mean the guys who were buying or the, the guys that the were vendors the oh, other vendors the, the other people that were actually were they were renting, renting yeah because yeah. they felt that you were going to take their renters away maybe a little bit huh I don't know I perhaps I mean it's kind of what you were alluding to a little bit 
okay. a minute ago is there's a certain safety net, I think, to some of these people. So, so let me ask you a question. Now, when, I mean, did you get to see how some of these platforms work that, that are out there? I just, that's my, it's, it's been always a big question of mine is that, you know, is there uh, a platform that is designed for business or is the business des, um, platform designed strictly for bid calling or, um, or even a, a soft close or. They, they, they set them up for both timed soft close or uh, live simulcasts. It's. I, I only got to see a couple because when I'd go walking around, it seemed like some of them got shut down. Um, I don't blame anybody. I understand. But it's... Well, they felt that you were going to look at their programs or something and maybe think you had something better that you could take from them or use it against them or whatever, huh? It's, I think it's part of just the trade and being being there that you're a little nervous or apprehensive of other people seeing what it is that you have to offer just oh. in case they want to try to duplicate what it is that you have. Okay. Yeah, well, that happens. I mean, you know, everybody's afraid of losing something, right? right? And it's fear that drives the people. It's not, you know what I mean? It's fear of somebody turning around and not treating you good, or it's fear of somebody turning around and treating you bad, or 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 really telling you that, hey, you're, you've got a kind of a pile of poop there or whatever, right? Well, in, I'm trying to think how to state this. It seems like in the auction industry is very fear-driven. Um, because... Because this industry, it, once again, what you were saying before, more often than not, the programmers, nothing against the programmers, but more often than not, they don't have an auction background. They're, they're kind of trying to be instructed by somebody who's been in the industry, but I don't know that they get enough information a lot of times, and or if they do, that they, they try to cater to a, to a particular style more than another and I feel like you just kind of start excluding people from from the availability. And teach their own. All these platforms are out there. They're all going to service somebody. But but oh, well, it's going to do it, right? Exactly. So, okay. So now you went there and you had a lot of vendors that probably weren't really happy with what you were telling them or what you were saying or, or maybe what you were offering. Were you offering much more than what they were? I mean, to the customers that maybe made you different or, or what, what holds you apart from other, you know, vendors such as yourself? Because you're, you know, end of the day, you're both vendors, right? And, Correct. and you both have programs and what sets you apart from the other vendors out there that are working in the industry today? Oh, you're right. We're all there to offer a service. Um, our set is set apart, I feel, and maybe it's just a, the pride in what it is that we've developed, but I believe that everything about us sets us apart from the self-hosted self. It's, it's, on, it's up to you. We don't want your data. And I keep telling when we're at the table, they're like, well, what are you going to do with our data? I was like, if I could get away with not getting your name and phone number, I would do that. I said, it'd make it really hard to get back to you. But that, if that's the only piece of information of yours that I want. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't want your contacts. I don't want your, your, your sales percentages. I don't want any of that. I want you to operate your business in a fashion that you know how to do because you've come this far. I don't want to handcuff you. I don't want to tell you what you can or can't do. I don't want to try to put you inside of a box. I want to do just the opposite. I want to put you on top of that box and see how high you can jump. So do you feel that um, when you talk to a new client and 
you know, they're used to somebody else kind of baby spoon feeding them and, and doing the work for them. Do you feel that, that you have to bring them in and really kind of run them through the do's and don'ts of a program when they have to run their own or have their own programs? Because, you know, there's a little more to it, right? Because the other guy, he's housing the program. Now they're going to house it or maybe the cloud will, right? And then what about the, um, you know, just the overall operations of it you know knowing do you need a domain name do you need you know uh to you know what what do you need to do to make sure that you can operate and and have a fallback if something did go wrong right um well your domain and those sorts of things are kind of the simplistic beginning and beginning of it um but yes to answer your question yes they're 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 nervous of feeling as though they always had help along the way a bit of the problem with that perception is that you, for the most part, you never really needed their help. Like, and I, I say that in, in multiple ways. Um, for example, I kept seeing this place that would advertise that come be with us and use all of our bidders or all of our buyers. And it's like, well, that, that's false advertisement. It doesn't work like that. Why don't you think that a bidder is going to come to their platform or don't you no. think that the, a the bidder almost never looks for an auction platform. Realistically, a, they almost never look for an auction yard. They're looking for an item. And if you have that item, they find you. If you don't have that item, then obviously you're not going to come up in their search. So, I mean, it's not, they're not looking for those individuals. Now, to get a little bit farther, I think, to what you're talking about with the assistance through the bidding, like through clerking and different things like that. Yeah, I, I do believe that, that that initial change makes them apprehensive. But it's also because I believe that they've never had a clerking platform that is simple enough that I don't want to take away from the people who do clerking, but... It's simple enough that almost anybody can do it as long as you've given yourself a minute to learn it because unless you you've learned it priorly i mean unless you've learned what you're doing it's almost impossible to do something well i know that a lot of times you know in auctions and, and we were before even let's say before the internet come on you know and I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm that old. Don't want to tell everybody I'm that old, but yeah, I am. Um, uh, you know, we, we'd write it with a hand, you know, write it down and, and people made mistakes. I mean, they would start, somebody start talking, oh, how much was that one again? <laughs> you know? and, and that's what happens sometimes. So you really do have to pay attention and, and, you're, and you're right. I think that the, the one and done is kind of nice because I mean, I've seen how things have changed through the internet. And even like online, when people are bidding, you know, uh, the clerk itself puts in the increment, right? Mm -hmm. The bid itself comes from the, they put the bidding number or amount that you're asking for. And then if somebody bids, it goes up in those increments. And if, and if the auctioneer is asking for a little less then you lessen the increment, right? Yep. So it really it's, you're not really clerking as much as you used to because the system's clerking for you. Right. You're, you're basically running your platform, you know, and I know that, uh, you know, when we got away from writing it, what we had as a clerking uh, platform that we just put a battery in there and we had a little green screen and, <laughs> you know, okay, I know I'm telling my age again. Um, and, you know, it was DOS. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> that was the first of them all. And uh, anyways, we'd, they'd push it along and then the clerk, I'd tell them, pay attention here, you know, and, and then we'd be auctioning and we'd, we'd look down at the clerk and made sure that they knew it when you said sold and, and the number. So that way that we made sure that it was going right all the time. Uh, and we, we also use the ringmans out there to make sure that as far as remember number, tell them if that's the case, because we're going to keep moving forward here. So, um, so I get that. Well, I, I still remember the, the slipping box, so it's... Slipping box. Fill out that slip, put it in the box. Slip, put it in the box. Oh, you mean at the end? And the bidding. That's yeah. the, but the bidders and the... That's how you kept track of what your bidders had bought. I mean... Well, you'd put bidders in... So let's say that if it was number seven, you'd put it in number zero seven, right? And... Right. I'm just I'm just saying that I, there's there's... A long process that's that has come from in that each time it seems like it gets a little easier a little easier a little more simple a little more simple now it's we've tried to develop software where it's easy enough and simple enough for the input of that item and then we try to make it so that it's simplified all the way through even to your bidding and clerking that it's not well, give it a chance. It's not as overwhelming as you think it is. Well, the nice thing about it is, and I know this is, uh, you know, because we're we're utilizing the platform. I mean, we, we'll have the fullest of it when you guys are <laughs> done with that part of it. But the point is, is that I know that our customers, ours, can load up their own items. And they can um, go to contact us and they can say, um, the uh, file number is such and such. And I put such and such in it. Could you look at this and tell me what it's worth or put it on this auction? And they sent it, I, I, I don't even get to talk to them. And, and then I can call them up or otherwise I can just text them back or, or what, however they want to communicate. It, and it works really nice because they can load the photos, they can load video, they can load all the descriptions because who knows their equipment better than them anyways, right? Well, that's and, what we feel. And then the other piece of it, once we have them, then what we can do is that um, we can share them items as well right in the system. It's it's cool as heck. You know, I can send it to you and then you could send it to 20 of your friends pretty easily because you can share it as well. And I just think that the um, the features are, are phenomenal. I think they make it easy. I think it makes um, our job easier. Let's put it that way. And I know that's what it's all about. I get that. Uh, so anyways, back to you going out to the convention. Did you have people from Mexico? Um, I had saw, I do remember seeing, I, um, I can't remember any specific names, but I do remember seeing uh, some from Mexico. Because um, yeah, Spanish is, is huge and they love going to auctions and everything else because I know that I went to school and, you know, I didn't learn a, a whole bunch right away, but I knew that but 1,000 was uno mil, right? So I'd be 1,001, uno mil, 1,002, dos mil, 2,002, dos mil, 3,003, and that's how we communicate it with the Mexicans and they would know exactly what you were saying, you know, and they would be bidding away. So that was kind of cool. But uh, I know that they're really into auctions and everything else. But you said that there wasn't a lot of people from. Uh, you're in California, right? Yeah, we're in California. Okay. It was a that was a cool, a different experience in itself too. Um, but I don't remember. There's only I only remember seeing a couple, and I didn't get a chance to talk to them. Um, but did you, you didn't brush up on your Spanish? Is that no, you? no, not enough. Which going to San Diego <laughs> might have been a good idea. <laughs> but. I did get, like I said, I got to talk to from from other countries, and it was it was interesting both to see their their enthusiasm for for the auction industry, and um, 
but the different ways of going about it as well. So when you talk to the people out there, what what kind of things are they looking for in the industry, in the auction industry? I know because, you know, the auctioneers, it's, is, it's a big industry. And, you know, cars get sold, sold at auction, equipment gets sold at auction, heck, pots and pans get sold at auction. And you know that you got Ebays and you've got, you know, you've got hundreds of different platforms that are selling at auction. And, you know, I would think that at a, at a uh, international auctioneers convention, you would see a lot of those kinds of people or even those kinds of, of uh, so they'd keep up with the industry. Do you see that in that or what, what do you see there? Um, the largest thing that I saw was uh, the online movement. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of that are going, they're switching away from, from live bid calling and moving just to, to online timed times auctions. Um, which is to each their own, and that's you know if that if that's what you the way that you well, want to suit it, your business, it's probably an easier deal. Um, that, that too, and the not being able to be in front of a crowd, I think, makes makes a difference too. Um, being able to have an item viewable and biddable for a little bit longer period of time makes a difference. Well, I have um, you know, I have some reservedness to both of that as well. I'm a third generation auctioneer, so you know, when it comes down to bid calling, that's kind of what I like to do. So <laughs> so I, I my preference on it is doing a uh basically run that auction till the morning of for you know, so you can have a pre-bid. And we just call it the pre-bid being opened on up till, you know, let's say seven o'clock if you got an eight o'clock auction and then roll it into the eight o'clock, you know, auction the live sale, yep. in the live auction. Well, it's a live simicast is what it is. Right. And it's not necessarily live with people standing out there, but it's live bid calling. And I think that um, in more ways than none, you're going to see that uh, auctioneers out there that you would see yourself getting a little more money for your sellers on the simicast. And why? Because you may be able to, you know, say something that might help your seller because maybe something you know about it or that, you know, that you could feed into it just a little bit. And that human interaction, I think, gives you a lot more than just uh, pushing a button. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel that the ones that are moving to that and let's say that they never had an auction background, they're just in a business, right? So do you think do you, are they really auctioneers or are they run an auction platform? Ooh, I got asked this question before too. And that's a loaded question. Well, I mean, you could gonna, have an auctioneer gonna, well, doing it, you're, right? You're, you're going to have somebody offended either, either way. Um, <coughs> oh, so you don't want me to ask you that question? Well, the, 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 the reality is, if, is that you if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears now. <laughs> plug them now. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're, I grew up also believing that bid calling is what, Defines you. Defines you as an auctioneer. Okay. Um, and I, I, I also believe that that is just a lens of looking at auctions. Um, but there's also the laws that entail it. If you're running a soft closed or a time timed auction, I'm pretty sure most laws have no regulation that if you have to be a certified auctioneer or not to run that sale. So you don't have to be an auctioneer. You just have to have somebody that follows the laws, right? Right. And if you're selling online and you have, you're not, nobody's going to be there. So you're selling it all online and you're giving them all the um, instructions on, you know, on what they can or can't do or agreements to what they can or can't do. And they accept those terms and conditions, right? Then basically you're selling online. 
Oh, right. And as far as our direction, I mean, we will sell, we sell you the software, but you still have to follow the legal guidelines of which. Like taxes and insurance well, and, and stuff if like that. Even, once touching back to if you're, a, if you're not a certified or a licensed auctioneer, and in that state you can't call live, you can't do live bid calling not being a certified auctioneer, then we would we would hold you to that law that you're not you how can't. Would, no we can't Which i don't i don't know how brad would hold you to that law but i mean you still we would expect you to fall within your your state's guidelines yeah well that's taxes and all that kind of stuff you're going to be still be responsible as a business right well right and as far as if you want to have somebody else bid call it and you're in a business i think that even even like in the cattle industry um if you go to a business and you call I don't know that you have to be a licensed auctioneer for that. I think that, um, you know, that it's, it, it, if you're working under an auctioneer, so here in Minnesota, this is the way it reads, is that um, I'm a licensed auctioneer, right? So um, I'm licensed, bonded, insured. And if I had, let's say, another person come in, for example, that wasn't licensed, bonded, or insured, and they were bid calling at my location under my directive, let's say, that's legal, they can do that. Okay. As, as long as they're not on the on the auction flyer, if you're mailing on a flyer, you know there's a, there's a difference. Online only, you're not sending out flyer. If you send out flyers, you need um you you need to have stated that you're gonna you know your auctioneer's license and everything else too. Um, on an on an auction is what they're saying. Now, if it's not live, I'm not sure exactly. And I say not live where people are there at the auction. It was strictly online. Um, that may differ. You may not have to for that particular reason. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't been. Uh, but each state's gonna have different laws state law, on all yeah. of the states' laws. Um, we we leave that respectively to the auctioneer because we we believe that the auctioneer is an intelligent individual. Well, they're gonna check on their laws because if they're going to, and that's another thing too for you people out there that if you're gonna run a platform or if you want to run a platform and you want to have your own auction, you can do that. I mean, there's no law stating you can't do that. But one thing I'd keep in mind is that you're still gonna have uh, inner laws between states for taxes, and then you're gonna have also other things that you're gonna have to look at as a business, you know, uh, point of view. So uh, that's what I would make sure that I put that down on a piece of paper and <laughs> keep in front of me when I was booking auctions or booking things into the auction. So let's say that if I left your unit, you know, in your yard in Wisconsin and you had a county tax, a city tax, and you had a state tax, plus you're going to have maybe a, a Coliseum tax. So you got four different taxes that you got to make sure that are in within that item, right? Yeah. So again, it's in his yard. You sold it online but you still got to collect the taxes for those regions. Correct. Well, you'd still have to collect the proper taxation. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a lot to it. But now your system is programmed. You, you can program to do all those taxes? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and that piece there is, is huge because when you can do that, um, I mean, in, in time, do you think that it'll be something that'll be searchable or that'll be autofillable in depending upon states and stuff like that? Or what's your thoughts um, there? Well, I have two two answers for that question. Um, my first answer is that um, I want to create an auto, an auto drop, 
But right now, what would you recommend for something like that? If somebody had the program, they're going to utilize it and you don't have the auto drop yet. I mean, I know that that's something you're work you're going to work on, but what would you recommend to them for to do there in that incident? Well, unfortunately, I'm going to give the harder answer. Um, I would do my due diligence to make sure that I knew what they were firsthand. Okay. And then I would enter them in. And I say that respectively because you're alluding to my second answer. My second answer is, is that if you know these codes and you have, and you put them in to begin with, we had built artificial inference into the program so that it will do learning. It will learn what it is that when it's, when a, a, a file is, or a, say a tax code, when it's connected to this, to this region, and this is what's happening. It's either, if, say, if it's a tax, it's some sort of farm tractor where it should be tax exempt, that would be, it would kind of come automatic for it because it knows it, it's read it, it already knows what's coming. Yeah. So it, it's not going to, it's not going to be there you're the first week, three weeks or such, but as it learns how it is that you operate and what it is that. So you're saying it'll hold that information so that when you go back to that state or county, then time. it'll, it'll, it'll be in there for reference. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, you know, the other thing too, uh, Troy, I know that, you know, you talk to other people from Canada and from all over the place. How is their, I mean, how is the auctions working in, in their world? Did you really get into any of that on, on how the economy is in some of these other countries and stuff too, and, and how their stuff has been working or? I did ask, and I, I'd asked a few, other, a few industries, um, as well, uh, that everywhere I've talked right now, auctions are as still as strong as they've been. And I've talked to the benefit field that their, their auctions are still as strong as they've ever been. So it's, there's a couple places where the, the industries that are starting to take, I don't want to call them hits, but they're, they're started, they're plateauing. They're not, they they're not as steady in. a climb as it used to be. Um, I, I learned a lot of, of statistical numbers this week and I thought they were fairly interesting. Um, semis are, are kind of they've the semis and trailers they've plateaued um they're starting to to come down a little bit same with heavy equipment that's plateaued it's kind of starting to come down a little bit well i know that it's older stuff new stuff it's not i mean if you had it if, if it's within uh you know say 1100 hours and less and it's within a, a four and five year uh you know window they haven't dropped they're okay but the steady climb, the extreme climb that was taking place before is inarguably stopping. It's, it's not. It's holding. Call what you will. Um, but the other industries, is they're, they're starting to have the same trend. And those conversations that I had taken place while I was there of helping, trying to figure out ways to help the average individual realize that the retail market is set by auction value. Or I'm sorry, the remarket value is, sought, is set by auction value. And that the majority of the world doesn't understand that. And I'm not exactly sure where the rest of the world thinks that we get that value from. But helping the auctioneer to be able to get that, be able to make that value is, is what, what we're here for. Mm -hmm. um, those, those industries are... I refer to, I always say they're nickel and dined by, by the, the platforms of the industry. And that's, 
Because you can, it's so they're so readily available. Is that kind of the deal? Well, it's the auctioneer is viewed as ver, of, as a profitable individual. Whether and it just depends on what it is that they're choosing to sell or to auction. And too often, it seems like the platforms want to try to just get as much of that as they can. And that was one of the things to. I'm going to jump back you, to to when I was at the IAC is we you'd asked what's different about us, and one of the things that I made very well known is that a we actually Brad is based out of an auction background. It's not just built for auctioneers. It's built by auctioneers for auctioneers. It's not we genuinely care about the auctioneer and the auction industry and it's moving forward. And the only way that that's, we believe that is going to happen is that we've got to be able to put the auctioneers on a level playing ground. That when you're on the same platforms, it's left up to the auctioneer's ability, mm-hmm. the marketable abilities, the personable abilities, and the, and the way that they choose to go about their business. When, when you try to add different parts to the equation and then you you get I don't mean to be disrespectful but to use subpar performing platforms then you're already not on a level playing field and then there's so many of them out there and, and to, to watch the way that some of them are built and so you don't think that um, you know a newcomer comes in and he gets on a on a platform that you know somebody's been doing it for 15 years or 10 years and and um, he's helped build how many people in that platform you don't feel that's going to increase his um, success rate or do you feel that uh, the items that he gets is going to do it all I think that it's going to maintain it's still going to come down to to how you built your site and the way that you built the ref the backlinks to that site because so, are you, if you're in for 15 years you're going to have a different understanding of what what takes to get the noticeability. Right, but I'm looking at the young guy that just come into it. You know what I mean? Right. I guess would you you think that that young guy is looking to that platform to help them out? Well, I'm just saying that if if um, you know, let's say that there is a, a platform out there that they had a bunch of people in it, right? Cuz the guy that's been there 15 years, he paid for <laughs> advertising on it, so he's got people in there. Is that isn't that the way it works? So, let's say the database um, we, we've got a database of 35,000. Okay. So if somebody came in and, and wanted to, you know, use our database, right? Yeah. Do you think that would increase their chances of being successful? Uh, it would give you, it'd give you more email contacts, I guess. But what, realistically, you can go and buy those lists. And then I don't have to worry. Then there's no no worries of somebody taking whatever data you might already have. Yeah. That's I guess true. I'm, I'm more on the end of. <laughs> so you'd in, 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 oh, in your, your perspective, you would, instead of going on a platform that somebody's going to rent to you and, and you, you know, and you, you're really, you said before you're selling the items, not the not company, the platform, the, the platform yeah. right? So the items are going to sell you as far as coming to you. Right. Right. The other piece of it is how do you market? Now, um, do you in your, your okay, <clears throat> so in your platform, you have a marketing, right? Yeah, we have marketable parts, yep. And 
do you have it so that people that are new to it can really kind of have a one, two, three, four, five step through so that they can be successful? Or do you kind of let them run in the, as they will? Oh, we, we give tutorials. We, we give, we give recommendations. We give, you know, um, we, we see what works in, in the market. We, we're we're going to give recommendations through. I mean, and it'll come whether you want it weekly, bi-weekly, however, however you wish to get some sort of updates. And, but there's, we, there's nothing about this platform that is uh, sink or swim. It's not, no, we, we want to see you succeed. And there's tutorials through basically everything. So maybe even a lot of the other companies don't know some of these things that, uh, that you know, that are embedded into the platform. Is that where you're getting at? And then as far as, you know, like, we know as far as auctioneers that, hey, so many weeks before we have to let people know that there's an auction coming up. And so many days before we got to let them know what items are on that auction. And then so many hours or whatever before you got to tell them when that thing's going to quit or whatever. So um, that's all kind of embedded in there so that uh, people can, you know, it, it kind of helps them with that. Or how does that work? I mean, if you if you if you like some sort of marketing outline, that, that can be in there. Um, it's. We, yes, you can have a rudimentary outline if you'd wish. It, but once again, it, it caters to the way that that individual auction company wants to run. I feel like a, a first first year is going to be, they're not going to quite be as ambitious to get into it as deeply as, say, if you're multi-generational, even your first year as a multi-generational, you're still going to have a leg up on that first year that you're just referring to. Oh, I know. To. My first year is almost half a million. <laughs> but being able... And I say that also because you have a first year of jumping in and, and trying to fully fully understand and raise their marketing to its highest of abilities is difficult to do because there's so much that you're trying to understand and learn and bring forward. Yeah, because I went to some classes and stuff and they kind of said that, you know, when you start using organic and organic is just content that tells about maybe different types of units that you have or different types of experience you have or different things that really would attract the audience you're looking for. Right. And it pulls it to your your site or to you, which uh, is basically kind of describes who you are. And with that, you know, they said it's 53 percent of your business was the organics. For for most, yeah. So, the rest of the, uh, the the rest of it is is once you have that audience, the rest is basically getting the audience to recognize what you have. Well, it's maintaining that audience after you've 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 acquired them by the organics, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of marketable pursuits, and organics are going to be your most reliable. Um, that's just getting basically just a way another way of saying to get people to talk about you for you. Oh, they're sharing you. Yeah, instead of you trying to pay money to, to gain that exposure. So with Brad, how are you getting people to talk about you? I mean, comparably to the other companies out there that feel that they're, um, you know, in the same, you know, that they have bidding platforms. They probably don't have all the options you've got, right? But they do have bidding platforms. So what makes people talk about you versus them? Um. Uh, it seems like there's a, there's a few answers to that question. One of them is that we humbly want to help the auctioneer have a more successful business. Um, two is 
is that we generally do care about the auctioneer and they see that that we're there for them um that seemed to be a huge huge thing that was received because to us you're not just another auctioneer you're not just another place <laughs> well yeah i, I just didn't you're want not to say just that. another number <laughs> you're, you're not well an auctioneer you're going to be a bidder number so you're another number <laughs> to us you're not just a form of reoccurring revenue because you're not reoccurring revenue to us you buy that platform and then well, not that you're just done but we're not looking we, you're not it's we're not looking to take more from you it's so but i mean you're going to keep developing right well, yeah. Okay, so if you develop, are you going to offer them new features to their platforms and stuff like this? Absolutely. Anything that we have available will be available to them. So it'll be like a car. You could add on some new hubcaps or or maybe some beauty rims or put some chrome wheels on oh. it, huh? Oh, yeah, and that, that's another reason why why we seem to be happily received is that even if you have to start out at a low, at what we're going to call a lower level, and that I encourage you to, to read, do as much as you can with that business, and then once you need more, you can absolutely add on more. You're not locked into to this position. The growth is something that we look. So you have to. different levels of the business that platform that people can purchase. And um, what would be the difference between, like, say, the lower level and the higher level? And I don't mean dollar wise. I mean usability. What would you want? What would you need to have to get into the highest level? What what kind of company would do that versus the person that's mom and pop? Let's say, okay. Um. If you're if you're going to have our highest level, we'll just jump there. You are going to be a an auction company that it has a few locations, has more than a couple locations. Um, B that you will have a marketplace or an outside sales lot that you put stuff on. Otherwise, um, and then you're going to have the the all of our capabilities whether they be for the communication boards between your employees which a couple of them are are just that uh, communication um but then you're also going to have sorry my mind got overwhelmed for a second with all of our <laughs> well you know you're saying auctions but i know that you're talking about even equipment companies could buy a platform right that they don't have to be an auction company because you have an e-commerce platform that goes in it with it like, oh. Yes, we were. I'm just in reference because we're talking about auctions right now. But it, as far as computer programs or, or capabilities and those sorts of th um, what we facilitate, we we try to facilitate just about anything. And our actually one of our our great one of the things I'm excited about as well is our machine learning and looking forward to getting into the manufacturing industry as well. Okay, so now as far as when you were, um, let's go back again to California because we were talking about that first and how and how you were perceived and and how things went for you and so on and so forth. Um, the you know and you said the other vendors weren't real you know grateful that you were there because you kind of probably put a little wrench in their in their cog you know and and how they think things should be and and you feel that you know in the um, newer generation and the grasping of technology you know we see that uh, you know Elon Musk right he goes out and he gets himself he bought 10 billion dollars he paid Microsoft towards a what a quantum computer it's it's it still isn't up and running running but it, but the theory is working but it's not at full development yet and he's already put ten billion into it. So, is that the forward thinking that you're talking about? You know, being that you're ready for the next 
stage or the next um, jump in the economy where you can stay ahead of it? How long is your program going to last that customer once they purchase it? That's the key because it says, you know, I you get a phone it's every I can't three give years. An, I can't give an exact answer on that, but we believe that we've developed it to, to work through Web3. Um, and what you're referring to with the quantum would is once that is able to be instituted, they're going to refer to that as Web4. And it's hard to get, it's hard to test that because we don't have we it. We don't have it. <laughs> um, but we, we believe that we tried to anticipate what could be necessary so you're saying when that does come that you'll have an answer well we're going to find the answer you'll find the answer yeah i guess if you believe it you can make it you know yeah and uh and really nothing can stop you the people with the faith and the power it's in their hands so that's awesome um is there anything you want to tell the audience that um you know about brad or about the conference and show that really um you know made you feel uh that you were well recepted from there um, yeah, what made me feel like I, that I was in the right place it had a lot to do with, um, everything was tech centered, uh, which a few of the other conventions, I've been to a few of the state conventions as well. And they're, they were going to that movement, but they hadn't really rested there yet. Um, here having almost all bidding platforms and to see, to see the competition, not necessarily a reference of my own, but the competition between those other platforms and then also the way that um, each one's a little bit different. That it was, it was a combination of comforting to see that there are a lot of people that are trying to forward the industry. Um, I was comforted by the amount of people that realized that they need to own their own data. That they're starting to understand that realistically, that is all your company has. So really, if you're going to sell your business and you don't have any data, and somebody else sells all your data, what do you have, right? If you don't, if you don't have your if you don't have your data, unfortunately, you really don't have anything. You've got brick and mortar, and that's it. And that's hopefully that you're not just online because if you're just online and you don't have your contacts list, then you literally have nothing. Well, let's I say mean, that well, it's in I the mean, it's in the reason. platform, right? <laughs> well, yes, but it's if you don't when you when you're selling your company, you're you're selling the profits that you've made from the past. Those profits that you made from the past are from your contact lists. So sure. I mean, you're if you don't have your contacts and you're you're on a platform where that platform owns owns your contacts, even though they we don't. It's what when something happens and then they. They've got their plat. They've got it back. Well, they've got all of your contacts. They've, they've got them all. So you you lose that having any sort of third party interference. You lose. Yeah. So okay, let's let's walk through this. For the auction industry, you have a, a customer relationship management system, so CRM, right? Yep. And you have a um, an online e-commerce, right? You have it, so you have a clerking, I mean, a load-up platform for individuals as customers or and as the staff, correct? Yep. And that's pictures, everything. Descriptions, photos, videos. And then you have it where you have a clerking system that's right behind the scenes for the 
auction company to run their platform if they want to go to a, we'll call it a soft close because you're not doing anything there, or then we'll call it a pre-bidding before the auction. Then you have a simulcast so the auctioneer can live bid call it in with his clients on board that maybe didn't put a max bid in, but they wanted to participate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. And then as far as um, appraisals, do you offer appraisals for each one of them? So let's say that somebody wants to do an appraisal business in there. You offer that in the platform as well? Yes, sir. And um, what about, uh, is there anything else that we're missing that you would have on that platform other than you do offer it so they can actually load up a credit card, but it doesn't run through the company there. It runs through the company that they have the credit card system with. Correct. Correct. So that they could load a credit card up and do a credit card and get credit card and you'd be okay and boom, boom, it goes to your account, right? Right. Yeah. Or we just offer the, we offer the portal, the company, the credit company. Yeah. The rest. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to. You're not licensed to do that anyway, so you don't want to retain their information that way. Um, So what is there anything else in there that you, I mean, I know that you can add on many other things in the background for for the company, because I know you guys do analytics. I know that um, you've got a bunch of other things in there that will facilitate not only the um the you know the auction company or the company that's running it it, it'll give them all kinds of gauges and things that they can use in the back end right correct um that's that's one of the things that was a hot topic as well as the seos and the analytics um and more and more people are starting to understand what it is we we have a we have a full gamut of them um but to make sure that of which ones that people want, that they're the most useful for them. So they can have a choice on how many they want. Yep. Which ones that they they want to have pertinent to them and which ones they don't want to have right in front of them. So can they put their emails in there too so they're protected from the outside world so they don't get a bunch of scammers coming in each time? Yep. That's part of the, the self-hosted wow. that you're running your e- email server. Okay. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Oh, there'll be lots more, but we need more time. <laughs> there'll be another series, I'll I'm tell you. Sure there, I'm sure there will be from uh, the road, what I refer to as a roto email, roto emailer to text messaging to all kinds of different things. But we we tried to make this platform so that it does the most for you as a business. As a business, so that you don't you don't have to have as many hands on doing it. And if you were the business owner. What would you say are the greatest features that you would utilize for yourself in that platform? As far as a business owner, period, the CRM capabilities are probably universally, as far as a business period, probably going to be across the board the easiest. Um, or what we refer to as a fleet, uh, for IRA, we refer to it as fleet management, but your your item management both on the, the outside and inside, which I referred, or the customer to, to staff. It's, it's a really, those, that is a capability added that can add so much value to your time and to your customer's time Yeah, that we feel that that's kind of irreplaceable. Um, like I said, there's, there's a lot more capabilities. If you're more willing, or if you're happy, I'd be, I'd be more willing to come back and tell more. Um, Just let us know what you want to hear, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, But it's, we were very well received. um, And I think that the industry sees us coming as making a huge impact for the auctioneer and standing up basically for the auctioneer and their rights. Yeah. So 
being an auctioneer for an auctioneer and keeping the auctioneer in his own business. And he'll own his own business because an, an auctioneer, auctioneer basically is an entrepreneur. Right. And entrepreneurs are creative type thinkers and they want to go out and do things their way, which is all great. And when you have the tools to do it, it even makes it greater. So well, thank you, Troy. Anything else you'd like to tell the audience here before we uh, end our podcast? No, uh, well, one thing we went so we went so far as to, to make sure that the we knew the auctioneer's point of view is that um, I'll be going to school for it. So, oh, you're going to go to auction college as well, huh? Yeah. So we're going to make sure that. Um, well, I went to college yeah. twice myself. I went to Worldwide Auction College, and then I went off to um, actually um, Championship Bid Calling College, and it was with uh, Ralph Wade and Max Oliver and. And a bunch of the other boys that are pretty, you know, pretty top of the notch in their fields and, and well respected. Let's put it that way. So again, thank you, Troy, for coming out here and sharing that with us. It was great talking to you and it's great hearing from uh, what, you know, what you had to say about the, the International Auctioneers Association. But uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Equipment Talk from IRA and uh, we want to thank you for joining us.